Well, hello, and thank you for joining me for episode 18 of the Eupopolis podcast. I'm Kristen Ogler, child life specialist, host of the podcast, and Eupopolis's national program manager. If you haven't already swung by the website, www.eupopolis.com, please do so. There's lots of resources on our public-facing website that include our new Creative For You resource page, which are some really unique little resources created by our Child Life team. There's also brochures and rack cards, posters, and more information about Eupopolis, as well as, of course, our amazing online patient community that is for youth who are 10 to 18 years old, who have a medical diagnosis, or our new island, which is a place to connect with peers if a youth is going through processing grief related to the death of a loved one, or maybe they're a sibling of a youth that has a medical diagnosis. So please, if you know a youth that could benefit from access to Eupopolis, connect with us through support at eupopolis.com so we can help them to get a referral. If you are a healthcare professional or staff at an organization that would like to be able to make referrals, please reach out to our team and we'll help to get you connected and set up with your own Eupopolis referral number. So I'm excited about today's podcast. I know I always say that because I love topics and I talk about topics that I'm excited about. Well, we have had a hard year and a bit with this COVID stuff and I'm super pumped that most provinces or lots of provinces across Canada are rolling out vaccines for 12 and up, which means the youth and the youth that are on Eupopolis will now have access to get that vaccine. In this episode, what I'd like to do is run through nine tips for preparing your child or working with your youth to get them ready and to gauge their understanding and their emotions around getting a vaccine. First off, as I always start with any kind of preparation is um, to get yourself prepared by knowing the sequence of events, what to expect. And If you can't get all those steps right away, at least you have some things that you can gain from the website or talking to wherever you register to be able to share with your youth or your child and to let them know that if they have more questions or need more details on exactly what's going to happen, you can get that when you arrive that day. But at least giving them some of the information about what's going to happen in terms of where you need to go what will be expected of you guys, all that stuff. If you're able to be there as the parent, you can have some of those things prepared and ready to share with your child ahead of time. The next thing, the second thing is everybody needs a job or make sure you review with your child or youth what people's roles are. So of course, the nurse or whoever's administering the vaccine, that's their job. As the youth or the child or the person getting the vaccine, it's their job to stay still. You can also give them a task to do to focus on so that they can kind of be distracted from any feelings they might have going on inside, like any fears or anxieties, that type of thing. If you give them a role, they're able to focus on the role rather than getting caught up in all those emotions. And then they're able to know that their job is to sit still and they can focus on that as well so that... Um, you have a successful procedure. And one of the things that's really important is tip number three is that you really need to make sure that your youth knows why certain behaviors are, are expected of them or why they need to have this vaccine. And I know they probably have a good understanding of why they need it because they've, you know, been privy to all the information that's been going around on social media and in the news and that type of thing. And we've been living this for a year and a half, but it's still important that you gauge their understanding of what's going on, that you find out from them what they're thinking about around all these things so that you'll kind of know any misconceptions and stuff that they have. And then you can clarify any of those for them. So 
really taking time to have conversations. That would be number three is, you know, taking that time to have those conversations with them, to give them the opportunity to talk with you about things and to explore what they know and clarify any misconceptions. Then four, you want to find out from them what they need from you. So as the parent, you know, this is a time when they're kind of exploring their independence. You want to foster positive experiences where they can be independent and they can have some control. So you really want to talk to them about what they need from you at that time. You know, there's different comfort positions that you could explore with the people who are administering the vaccine. So maybe you have a teen that really wants you to be close by them holding their hand, or if you have a smaller child and they want to be able to sit on your lap and you can talk to the person to see if those things will work out or what safe ways would be for you to be able to do a comfort position with them. But you really want to find out from your teen, maybe they want you to be in the room, but to be quiet and just stand off to the side. Maybe they want you right there beside them. Maybe they want to go in independently and do it. So just kind of having those conversations to be able to find find out what they need from you in this situation. Options and choices. That's always huge. That's number five for me today. Um, Give them choices where there are choices and make sure they're realistic ones. I mean, you can't tell them you can pick your thigh or your arm because thigh might not even be an option, but you can tell them that if you know it's going in their arm, they could ask if they could have it in the left if they prefer or the right. And then you could find out when you get there, you could let them know that, you know, this is a choice you might be able to have. So if you could have that choice, which arm would you pick? And when we get there, we'll ask if they're able to do it in that one. And they know what's best for you. So they might tell you the reason why they might need to do it in the arm that you didn't choose, but just giving them some options like that, giving them an option of what they want to discuss, what they want to talk about, what conversations they want to have, because I think I'm on five, might be on six, um, is that you want to make sure that you have some conversations planned as part of your distraction, giving them those control over like what conversations will take place is a really good idea. So you would set that out before you go, because if you don't, then you'll default to being anxious yourself as a parent and feeling bad that they're going through this. And then you'll be like, I'm sorry, I wish that you didn't have to do this. It's going to be okay. It's almost done. And those things aren't super helpful. And the research shows that what really your child needs from you is to focus on what they're strong at, what they're good at. Um, So, wow, really great job with your deep breathing. I love how you're holding still like a statue. Really glad that you're able to use the things that we talked about or just to zone in and talk about, you know, what you're going to do afterwards. Found out we've asked them what they know what they've explored already. So just behavior, do a little behavior check-in. So if you're noticing that your child's like super excited or they're acting out and their their behavior's off, they become extremely passive. That's one we often miss. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to do a little check-in to ask them why, why their behavior is this way and get them to stop and actually think about why they are acting that way and give them the opportunity to talk about it. Or maybe you need to ask yourself why your child's behavior is that way and do a little check-in. I remember having my daughter at a procedure one time and I made an awful face because it was something happened that I wasn't expecting. And she's like, mom, that was so not helpful. And I was like, not even aware of the look that I had across my face. So just doing a little check-in to ask yourself, are you portraying anything that might be causing your child anxiety? And that's one of the things around conversation and behavior check-in, um, that number seven is 
your conversations, like keep them in check. Make sure that when you're talking to your child, that you're not betraying any of your negative experiences or emotions onto them, that you're really focusing on things that you had success coping with and avoiding, you know, talking about your fears and misconceptions. And not that it's not okay to let them know that you were scared too, but you just don't need to find some story of when you were five and how to get sutures and had awful experience and you were held down. That's not helping the situation. What you want to focus on is the fact that you've probably already had your vaccine if they've done it in this age range thing, because you're much older than your child. So when you went, what was your experience like? It was very organized. The room was very pleasant. You had a lovely nurse. You didn't feel much of anything at all. Um, these are the sequence of events that you experienced and maybe they'll experience the same thing. You can share those positive experiences. You could share how maybe like a deep breathing technique, such as box breathing, when you trace an outline that's in the room with your finger as you inhale and exhale to keep control of your breath. Or when you were practicing breathing in, like you're smelling a flower and exhaling, like you're blowing out candles was able to keep your breath in control and keep your body calm. So focus on those types of things. Then number eight, you want to look at making a plan for afterwards, having something to look forward to. That's not a negotiable. Like you can't say, oh, you acted awful in your vaccine. So you can't do this. It's just a today was stressful and we deserve to do something fun. Whether or not it went great or whether or not it went awful, you can talk about what you're proud of, what you would do differently next time, but you as a reevaluation thing, but you definitely would still go ahead with whatever fun thing you plan to do together. Maybe it's as simple as getting a little drive through treat. Maybe it's that you're going out for a walk at the beach afterwards or the lake, or you're going to spend some time coloring together. It doesn't have to be a big elaborate or expensive. It just has to be a fun plan to look forward to afterwards that doesn't get altered because of what happens at the vaccine. And then Number nine is, I talked a lot about conversations and stuff already, but all these things are coming from actually our Tip Tuesdays. If you're not following us on social, please make sure you do because Tia does a phenomenal job posting on our Tip Tuesday, which can be tips related to talking to your child about grief or tips related to talking to your child or youth about um, medical procedures or medical diagnosis or sharing information with them or talking to them about using social media and online patient communities, um, or the internet as a resource, a way to find resources. So tip Tuesdays are wonderful. And I invite you to check them out on our Instagram and on our Facebook. So I guess the last one is, and I might have like kind of touched on this already is just when you're talking to your child, acknowledging and validating them. I know you feel sad. I know this isn't the ideal thing to be doing right now, but this is important because And I really love how you're doing this and you're doing a really great job at whatever and just, you know, building them up and making this a positive experience for them because it's positive experiences that are going to help them when they have to have something else in the future and they look back on past experiences. It's positive experiences that are going to set them up for positive experiences in the future. And if they have a really awful experience, then that's what they're going to look back on. And then they're going to be fearful and things are going to escalate. So my last one, which was like number nine, number 10 is that, you know, sometimes you can have really big emotions and they can feel really difficult to handle. And you just want to remind your children that you can handle them, that they are manageable, that they might feel really big in this moment, but 
here are some strategies and ways to help you get them to feel like you're more in control of them. Just working with them on recognizing that their brain is like the vehicle and their mind is the driver and their mind is the thing that can get let the vehicle get out of control or it can let their brain or their, if they're the driver, they can let their car get out of control and it's their mind's responsibility, the driver's responsibility to keep things in check and to keep things in control and they are in control. So as the child and the youth, they're in control of their body and they really need to like stop, take a few minutes. Maybe they need to ground themselves with like the grounding, the five technique where you think about something you see, think about something you hear, think about something you smell, think about something you feel. And just to walk through like practices like that, you can search up some different calming practices um, or you can reach out to us and ask us for some support. But basically you really want them to really recognize that they're in control and really practice that. And don't always leave it till stressful times to practice that. You want to practice it when things aren't hectic in life as well. So just 10 tips um, to help you, to set you and your child up for a successful experience. If you're going out for a vaccine in the near future, um, good luck with that. And I hope your child has a positive experience. And if you know youth that could benefit from being on Upopolis, please make sure that you connect with us so we can help them to get a referral or to set you up to be a referrer. So thanks again for joining us for episode 18. We have some really great episodes coming up. We have some more women of impact in the field of child life. We're going to talk about summer camps. And then, of course, we're always going to be inviting youth to come and talk about their experiences so other youth can learn from them as well. Take care and enjoy your evening.